SBS Audio is supported by advertising. Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 16th of March 2022. Later, we preview what's likely to be the biggest economic event of the year and it's happening tomorrow. But first, could the war in Ukraine send Europe into a recession? And what would that mean for the world? And even before the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, inflation was rising in Europe and the war could just exacerbate that problem. So for more, I spoke earlier with Diana Messina. She's the senior economist at AMP Capital. Diana, to what extent could the war in Europe send Europe into a recession and why? And how exactly will Europeans feel it? Well, the main impact from the war in Ukraine to the broader Europe is through this big increase in inflation that we're seeing, which is predominantly happening across commodity prices. We've seen the price of oil, which leads into petrol prices rise extraordinarily over the past month. It's up by about 30%. We've seen gas prices continue to rise in Europe. We know that over the past few months, European gas prices have had a huge increase. Actually, on a year ago, they're up by about 500% on one measure. And, uh, of course, there's that flow through to heating for consumers. We're also seeing the price of agricultural goods or commodities increase, wheat, soybeans, corn, because Russia and Ukraine are such big exporters in the market for all of these commodities. That's why prices are rising on concerns that there will be some disruptions around the supply chain. And because we're seeing this big increase in inflation, we think that European inflation will get to about 6% or over 6% on an annual basis by the middle of this year that will lead to some potential problems for consumers in terms of purchasing power because the prices of goods and services that they're paying for is rising at a much faster rate than their wages are going up by. So how realistic is it that we'll see a recession in Europe? Our base case is still that Europe has low growth in the March and June quarters, but that it avoids recession. I think there's a probably a 40% chance of a European res- recession in the first half of this year, and then hopefully the second half of this year will be stronger. There's obviously a lot of different factors here at play. We don't know for how long the conflict will go on for. We've seen commodity prices yo-yo in the last week. Oil prices shot up to $120 a barrel, and now they're down to less than $100. So there's very big price changes. And in this environment, it can be difficult to make predictions. But our base case is that we will see some de-escalation in tensions over the next few weeks in Ukraine, and that will lead to some steadier commodity price growth. But I don't think that commodity prices are going to have a large fall from here. I still think that there will be some concerns about supply over the next few months, which will keep commodity prices broadly quite elevated around the world. So if Europe falls into recession, what kind of a flow-through effect will that have to the global economy and to Australia? Well, Europe contributes about 13% of global GDP growth on purchasing power parity terms. So the 
obviously very weak outcomes in growth in Europe will flow through to lower global growth. We still think global growth will hold up okay this year at about 3.8%. But before the war in Ukraine started, our forecasts were closer to 4.5%. So it has been a big detraction from global growth this year. The main flow through impacts from a recession in Europe is obviously the trade channels. It means lower global demand for goods that Europeans uh, import, potentially lower services spending as well if they're traveling uh, for tourism. That probably affects the European countries more, but Australia will also be impacted by that. And then, of course, there's a financial market sentiment. If Europe goes through a recession, we'll see some negative implications for European assets in markets, especially for things like European shares. And that could flow through to some concern in Australia and the US as well. And finally, to what extent do you think this war in Ukraine will impact the US Fed's decision when it talks about interest rates tomorrow? The main impact from the war in Ukraine to the US Fed's decision is around how they think about inflation and the risks to inflation. The biggest impact from the war on the global market is this big rise in commodity prices, which is has already been a factor that's been increasing US inflation over the past year. We know that things like petrol prices have been going up quite significantly in the US, and this just adds another leg to that. So the US Fed's decision will be cautious because it still wants to uh, obviously tread carefully around talking about the implications from the war and the potential downside risk that it has to uh, global growth. But at the same time, US inflation could get even more out of control than it is already. They've got headline inflation of about 7% in the US, core readings about 5% on an annual basis, which is extremely high. If you see further rises in inflation, that's going to seriously dent consumer spending power in the US. So that's why we are seeing the Fed hopefully go through with its decision to hike interest rates. Diana Messina there from AMP Capital on that decision by the US Federal Reserve likely to have some really big impact on the Australian share market and global markets. And today the 200 did rise though by 1.1% to 7,175. Tech stocks rallied, travel stocks doing well too after New Zealand said it would reopen its borders with Australia uh, sooner than expected. Again, of course, ahead of tomorrow's US Fed Reserve meeting where the market is expecting an interest rate rise. For more on that and more, I spoke earlier with Mike Jenica from Credit Suisse. Mike, the focus really is on the US Federal Reserve. The meeting uh, today and tomorrow we will know tomorrow morning what it decides to do with US interest rates. But just how important is this decision and why? Uh, this decision is very important. It's it's crucial for uh, financial markets and and for ec- and the economic growth outlook. Um, so the Fed is is the biggest um, uh, player in terms of setting interest rates uh, as a as significant in terms of its quantitative easing initiatives. And of course, the U.S. share markets are the largest in the world. So uh, it really is a a major player, and it's in a very difficult position right now. And the difficulty is, is that it's got high inflation and there's a risk of slowing economic growth. So they have to raise rates quite materially, given the degree of inflation and overheating that's occurring in the US economy, while at the same time trying to ensure that there isn't a, an aggressive slowdown and a potential recession. Historically, the Fed has not managed those two things well together. That is lower inflation and maintain growth. So it's a tricky path. And how they do that from here is going to be watched carefully.
And on top of that, though, you've got the war in Ukraine. So you've got some geopolitical tensions. How do you see all of it playing out? What do you see the Fed doing? Well, given the situation uh, and the risks at hand, it is difficult to predict with confidence as to exactly what to do. Uh, And therefore, though the Fed will be able to provide uh, scenarios uh, in terms of how they see the outlook and how they'll respond to that, uh, they also need to bear in mind that it is quite uncertain and that they need to be responsive to conditions as they change and evolve. So um, the best course would be to remain flexible, uh, to be responsive to financial markets, to economic data, to the risks at hand. Uh, and uh, yes, they'll, they'll have a scenario, but um, not be on a preset course. Overall, uh, they're likely to proceed carefully rather than aggressively, just given all of those risks. I guess the theme, though, still is that interest rates are rising, whether it be global interest rates eventually here in Australia. What does that all mean then for investments and share markets? And does it change the way that that you're playing the game there? Um, Well, in the near term, there there has been, um, uh, I call it a relatively small shift from us in terms of recognising some of the risks. So for most of last year and right up until the beginning of this year, we were um, quite positive um, and tactically overweight um, shares in our, in our multi-asset portfolios. Uh, and from that, from that point of view, uh, we've eased back on that. We're more neutral uh, near term. And we're just recognising that there are risks around inflation and the rate outlook. And we just want to see how the geopolitical tensions and, the, and how the Fed deals with that. We just want to see how that pans out. But over the medium term, uh, we, we remain positive on, on, on shares. Uh, you know, the inflation rate is expected to peak later this year. Uh, that's our base case. Growth is likely to continue. Uh, and the rate rises will still be modest by historical standards. You know, there is a lot more debt in the economy. And so the sensitivity is higher. So, so overall, um, we're comfortable with shares on a medium term horizon, just being a little bit more careful near term. Uh, we certainly prefer growth investments like shares to uh, to cash. And given the environment, especially after the pullback that we saw at the beginning of the year, where do you see the opportunities? Uh, well, the opportunities are, are really in companies that um, uh, are good quality and and uh, and have good levels of pricing power, and that are um, going to benefit from. Uh, the, the, the recovery in the economy and, and potentially from higher rates of inflation as well, because they will be higher than they were, uh, even though we're expecting them to, to, to come down. Probably the sector that for us is, is uh, one that we like and we've liked for a while, uh, it's, the, uh, it's the resources sector. The resources sector uh, for us, uh, these uh, are blue chip companies that are benefiting from higher commodity prices, we're expecting them to stay above average, which means that these companies are going to continue to generate good returns. And, um, and what's happening is because they're generating such good cash flows, um, they're returning those to shareholders in, in uh, the form of attractive dividends. You know, some companies like BHP, it's the largest stock on the market, you know, is paying a very attractive dividend right now. And although that dividend will, will potentially fall uh, at some stage because its profits are at very high levels, 
uh, even on the lower levels of predicted profits, uh, those dividends will still be uh, very good uh, returns to shareholders. So in the near term, you get a, a very attractive return. And even when it declines to a more sustainable level, it will still be at an attractive level. So for us, these sorts of companies also provide protection uh, and, and probably benefit from higher inflation. Um, and they're attractively valued. So uh, probably mining is, is the area that we would point to as a, as a clear opportunity right now. Mark Jenica there from Credit Suisse. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. SBS is Australia's most trusted multilingual broadcaster. Our listeners are loyal, highly engaged and have supported countless local businesses. We offer advertising packages for businesses of all sizes. Our experienced sales team will guide you through the process of owning a great campaign. Bring your own ad or have our production team make you something in one of our 68 languages. Start the conversation with your new audience today. Email sales at sbs.com.au.